Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today, we're going to be talking about the timing. And of course, the thing that everybody wants to know is when is Jesus going to return? But that's not our topic today. Our topic really is just how long might we have to the arrests and also to the fall of America, to the tribulation really starting. Really, that's what we're going to be talking about mostly is when is the tribulation going to start? Now, for those of you that are new to us, we have a lot of new listeners out there now. The tribulation is the last seven years before Jesus returns. And for those of you that are new listening, uh, <laughs> I don't get into talking about the rapture a whole lot, but believe me, I can. I mean, I've made three DVDs on it. I have uh, participated in a three-hour uh, rapture debate, so I know it quite well. And if you get my book, it does not have the book or the the word rapture in it. It does not talk about the rapture. But when you understand the last seven months and the sequel events and how the prophecies of Revelation tie in through the secret door word to the feast of Leviticus 23, then you begin to understand how the end times really unfold. But we're not talking about the rapture today. We're talking about the start of the tribulation, for the most part. First of all, let me read this quote from President Trump, dated 11-11-2019. As he was speaking to reporters, he was about to get onto the helicopter, and I'll play the audio in just a moment. You can hear a whole lot of helicopter noise, and that's the reason I'm going to read it before I play it, because it's kind of hard to hear him saying this, but here's what he says. I think in light of all the things going on, and you know what I mean by that, the fake news, the comings of the world, all the bad things that went on. Notice he said went on, as in past tense. So when we're talking about the arrest, I think that is a hint saying that it's getting close. It's called the swamp. You know what happened? You know what I did? A big favor. I caught the swamp. I caught them all. Let's see what happens. Nobody else could have done that but me. I caught all of this corruption that was going on, and nobody else could have done it. Now, what's he saying? I believe he's saying that these now, the count is up to 134,570 sealed indictments, and normally there's anywhere from 125 to 350 sealed indictments all across America at any one particular time. We have never had, I don't know, I'm just going to guess here, we probably never had 500 uh, sealed indictments at any one time ever. But now the count is up to 134,570. What are you going to do with those? Well, they're not just going to fall to the ground. They're going to be served. And I believe he's saying that it's pretty close. All right, now, this is all kind of tied together. We're trying to guess, and that's what it is, guess how much time we might have. And this particular broadcast has been on my heart now for probably a week. So, as a matter of fact, last night, I was just thinking about what I was going to be making the broadcast on, and there it is again, and it, I didn't even say it out of my mouth, but I felt the Lord touch me, I felt the anointing touch me, so I know that this is the broadcast He wants me to bring to you today. December 27, 2018, Maurice Scalar had probably one of the most powerful visions I've ever read in my life. It's called, The Time of Grace Shall Be Extended. Now, it's a whole broadcast to read the whole thing, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do think it is important to read a little bit of a run-up to it. So I'm going to go to my summarized version, 
And then when we get to the end, the most important part, I'm going to go to word for word what he saw. Okay, here's the summarized version. In the vision, he says, you are summoned to come to the court of heaven. You are to record the case being tried now so that God's people may know the lateness of the hour. Let me read that again. So that God's people will know the lateness of the hour. So that's the whole point of this is to give us some idea how long we might have specifically before the seven-year tribulation starts. You must warn them so that the bride may awaken and take heed. The time is short. Then Lady Justice said, The timing of the final judgments of the day of the Lord must be decided. The accuser of Satan is prosecuting, declaring that the time of Adam's lease is over, and that he must now be allowed to take ownership of the earth for a time, that's a year, and times, with an S on it, that's two years, and half a time, or three and a half years, as it is written in the Holy Scriptures. The beast or Antichrist said, Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave that lease to me, and I own it. Now, hang on. What he's actually saying, the beast or the Antichrist, is saying, look, 6,000 years are up. I was given 6,000 years, and I want my whole 6,000 years. Well, that's kind of what we as Christians do. We want to look at an X on the calendar. We want to think, well, when that calendar X arrives, then Jesus returns. But that's what we're about to learn in this. This is the whole point, is it's not really an X on the calendar. It's more of a sliding scale based upon evil as it is opposed to good. And that's where we're going with this. Very important. Very important to understand this. Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave that lease to me, and I own it. I have the right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine. Now, he didn't say everybody. He said, who are mine. By Adam's free choice, the time is up. I now demand to be given to me the government of mankind through whom you call the son of perdition. I call him my son of man. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Give it to me now. Then Lady Justice spoke again and said, The defense may proceed. Then Yeshua said, As the true son of man, I have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man, including those in this harvest generation. I also stripped Satan of his authority over the church of the living God. His gates can no longer prevail against her. Through the intercession of my holy bride on earth, the overcoming church of the living God, there has been granted a pause by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. For I spoke on earth as it is written, quote, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the world, and then the end shall come. Quote, I petitioned the court for another measure of time, for the end-time church to finish and to fulfill the promise to my people, as it is written, quote, that none should perish, but all, parenthesis, who are truly mine, have the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and to be saved from perdition. Now, hang on, we've got to talk about that second. You remember Jesus said that all that the Father has given to me shall come to me, and no one can pluck them out of my hand. What he's saying is, not everyone whose name was written in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation of the earth, meaning 
that before God said Bereshit, which is Hebrew for light, he didn't say let there be light. He simply said light, and all of a sudden light was created. So when he said that, then time was created. And I might add, it is also stopped on the Feast of Trumpets, the final Feast of Trumpets. This is when the heaven rolls back like a scroll. This is when blackness comes into the earth because blackness is eternity, meaning in the time of the millennium, actually all eternity, if you stand on earth, if you're one of those people whose names are written in the book of life, which, by the way, if you want to have your name written in the book of life, all you have to do is ask Jesus to come into your heart, make him Lord of your life, and your name is written in the book of life. But anyway, let's go on. If you're standing on earth during eternity or during the millennium, you would be able to look up into the sky and you would not see the sun, you would not see the moon, you would not see the stars, you would only see blackness because Jesus literally is the light of the world and that is his kingdom that sets upon one and only one mountain on all the earth. And that light permeates all the way down to the center of the earth. There is no darkness in his kingdom, but you won't see the sun and the moon or the stars. In other words, Jesus is the only light. There is no secondary light. So what he's saying is not everyone whose names was written in the book of life from the foundation of the world before the world was created. God, the father gave a book to Jesus and said, this is those, these are your people. I started to say, this is your bride, but that's different. That take a while to explain too. So these are your people. Maybe that's the way to say it. Now let's go on. Finally, the father, the great judge of all the earth spoke and said, on the basis of the evidence presented by the defense, I decree that the prosecution has failed to bring a closing. Now, again, I've skipped part of this, so I understand that might not totally make sense. But if I read the whole thing, then I won't be able to make the point today. So the prosecution has failed to bring a closing to the final days of grace on earth. An extension of time has been granted to the saints of the overcoming bridal remnant church. Both the tares and the wheat have grown up and are now ready to be harvested. Therefore, the birth pangs of judgment shall increase. Those that will abide with me in secret place, I will provide for and protect. Those that do not are in more and more peril with each passing day. Though I have granted this, the final day of the Lord has indeed come. And the prosecution is correct. The time of grace upon the earth is nearly over. Warn my children, this is the midnight hour. Watch and pray that you can stand in the evil day and overcome. I'm answering the prayers of my kingdom coming to earth. It shall come first in the fire of my holy judgments, but it shall also come in the great awakening that I have promised of revival and outpouring. The time of my wrath is soon to engulf the earth, but in it I will remember mercy and millions of souls shall be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Here it is. Now, this is what I wanted to get to. Then the angel lady justice came forward and was blindfolded. She raised a large old-fashioned scale in her hands above her head. Into one of the bowls, a presiding angel poured a black sand-like powder from a brass urn. This tipped the scale all the way to the bottom as far as it could descend. 
This represented the accumulated sin and rebellion of all mankind, as well as the failures of the church in this particular generation. Into the other bowl, a presiding angel dressed in a golden robe poured a white sand-like powder from a porcelain white urn. It represented the prayers and intercession and obedience of the overcoming church in generations past, as well as the bride company of our generation. This is what allows for evil to be restrained. I was already alarmed because it looked so small at first compared to the amount of black powder in the other bowl. But the angel kept pouring, and suddenly the holy justice scale began to balance out. Then it came even. As I watched, the scale suddenly shifted, and the white bowl went down, and the black bowl came up. Then there were mighty shouts of praise and victory in the courtroom. Then the father raised his golden scepter in his left hand and slammed his gavel down, accompanied by thunderclaps and lightning flashing everywhere with bursts of rainbow colors shooting through the courtroom and said, The time of grace shall be extended as petitioned by the bride of Messiah for a longer blank. And he doesn't give the time there for a length of time has been granted to finish the final harvest the age of grace. All right, now, hang on. That's the reason I read this. I want, I want you to understand that, unlike I used to think, I used to think that there was an X on the calendar, and that's even on one of my DVDs. I used to think that there was an X on the calendar, and only the Father knows where that X is. And of course, it is still true. He knows all things. But as far as we're on earth is concerned, If we want to understand, if we want to know the end times and just how much time we might really have, we have to understand that it's not an X on the calendar. What we can instead of watch for, instead of the X, watch the evil in the world. Okay, so now let's talk about that. So how much evil is in the world? Now, think back. Now, of course, as a guy like myself, being 66 years old, graduated from high school in 1972, I can remember a time when there was a lot of peace in the earth. I can also remember the Vietnam War. I don't remember the Korean War. That was before my time. But I've never known a time when there was total peace. But I have noticed that here of late, it seems like there is so much discord, so much conflict around the globe. Now, yes, there's a time coming when nation will rise against nation. There's going to be wars and all over the place. We understand that. However, if we're trying to understand what time it is, how close we might be to the seven-year tribulation, let's look at the world. So let's just back up for just a moment. What are some conflicts that we see? Because what I, I believe that the Lady Justice that holds when the black powder is poured in is saying how much evil. And that's not just evil in terms of sin, but that's also in terms of anger. I believe that the Father is weighing it all. Does that make sense? All of it. It's all being weighed. And it's it's evil weighed against, as it said here, the intercessions of the church, or he didn't say it, but I'd also think it would be against the good deeds, meaning that when the earth has more evil in it than it does good, I'm keeping it real simple here, that that would mean that that's probably the time when the beast will be released, 
the seven-year tribulation will start. Not an X on the calendar, but a weighing situation. All right, so let's weigh out some things. What are some conflicts? Some conflicts going on right now where people are angry. And yeah, some of them maybe have blood involved, maybe burning involved, but some of them not, don't necessarily either. Like, for example, Cuba. Now, it's hard to get any information out of Cuba. This is what we heard, oh, several months ago in relation to Venezuela. Like, Cuba is kind of propping up Venezuela. Well, there's problems in Cuba. I understand that there's uh, conflicts going on within Cuba. And, of course, we know there's conflicts going on within Venezuela. And then Hong Kong. Hong Kong's been in the news almost every day now for, what, five months? And we don't know what's going to come of that. But point is, I'm trying to say here, let's look at the amount of conflicts, the amount of anger, the amount of people that that just the discord in people. I've never seen so many people so angry at each other. Brazil having big problems. And then, of course, America, you know, I mean, uh, the right and the left, the Democrats, the Republicans, the deep state against the Christians, the left against Trump. I mean, there's so many, there's disaccords in America between race, between religion, between economic. It's like if there, there's so many divisions, so many. In other words, as we see this discord, people angry, divisions, as we see the love of many waxing cold, just like the prophecies say, then we can know that the end is getting close. So I Googled, what are the conflicts around the world? Well, now I just wrote down a few just off the top of my head. But guess what I found when I Googled it? South Sudan, Somalia. These are conflicts. Sudan, Central African Republic, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Pakistan, North Korea. Then I Googled nations at war, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Ukraine, Yemen, Once again, it lists Democratic Republic of the Congo and Mexico. Mexico's at war? (laughs) Yeah, because we've got 27,000 Mexican, well, they're not troops there, but whatever you want to call them, keeping their northern border from having so many people coming into America. Because Trump threatened, if you don't shut down the border, then I'm going to increase tariffs, put 25% tariffs, you know the whole story with all of your cars. Of course, that would pretty much start shutting Mexico down. They didn't have a choice. But then the Central African Republic. But now we're not talking about just conflicts, not just nations at war. But then I thought, well, what about tensions? We're not at war with China, but man, there's a lot of tensions. I mean, are we going to support Hong Kong? Are we going to support China? Are we going to continue to make China pay these high tariffs, or are we going to get that situation solved? Sometimes we hear it's close to being solved. Sometimes the, the agreement is real close, and then sometimes not so much. And then, of course, just last week, President Trump has now declared these Mexican drug cartels terrorist groups. What does that mean? That means that now we have the authority to go into Mexico militarily. And it just turns out that there is two aircraft carriers off of, I believe it was the west coast of Mexico, and one aircraft carrier off of the east coast of Mexico. So when Trump is saying 
you're going to have to fix these cartels when he moves three aircraft carriers off of their coasts. He's not kidding. So what are we about to see? Are we about to see some bombing? Are we about to see us basically going to war with Mexico? See, what I'm saying is there's tensions. There's tensions every place. Tensions between us and China. Tensions between us and Mexico. And what about Iran? <laughs> Iran's threatened to, to take out America. If you attack us, we're going to take you down. And then the, there's a whole North Korea thing. You know, North Korea is trying to be friends, but then they turn around, they keep shooting missiles. And then what about Central America? I mean, that's part of what was in the prophecy. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution. And I believe that in we're really in our hearts. We're already in the internal revolution. And bullets haven't started flying and buildings haven't started burning too much yet. So I don't think I could say we're in a full internal revolution, but I certainly think it's pretty close. Follow America start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America. There we go. That's what I wanted to get to. Central America. Well, in Central America, if I can do this off the top of my head, Guatemala, San Salvador, and Honduras, three nations. But are they happy with America? Nope. We just cut off their funding. Now, they're trying to, we hear, come around, and they're trying to do a little bit uh, better with their immigration. And Trump is trying to kind of smooth things over there. But what I'm trying to say is, man, there is anger. Just like here in the DFW area where I live, when, when I was a kid, there used to be a bumper sticker on almost every car, and almost every person out there was wearing some kind of a button. You know, I like Ike, or I vote for Truman, or something like that. And Barry Goldwater, I remember seeing Barry Goldwater stickers on cars every place. But <laughs> uh, not now. You don't see anybody wearing political stickers or political buttons. Matter of fact, they know that if you wear that Make America Great Again hat, if you wear that out in public, you might wind up in a fist fight. And there are very few people that will put a sign in their lawn anymore that says, vote for Trump or vote for Beto or vote, because they're afraid of getting toilet papered or their signs getting burned, their cars getting keyed. There was one car that was totally, totally burned. I mean, the, it, because it had a bumper sticker on it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of anger. Well, what this vision is showing us is that when the evil outweighs the good, and believe me, God knows it all, and that's what this is measuring by. When the evil outweighs the good, then the beast will be released into the earth and the seven-year tribulation will start. Now, when's that going to be? I don't know. But he said there was a measure of time that had been granted. We don't know how long. A year, a two. And then, of course, Sundar Salvarez was told that Trump is our respite. Basically, he said in so many words, as long as Trump is in office, America is going to prosper and do well. And Lindsey Williams told me the same thing. That's what the elite told him, too. But he also said, this is what Lindsey Williams was told, that the moment that Trump is out of office, for whatever the reason, run for the hills. And then, of course, Sundar Salvarez said that as long as Trump is in, 
then our time of grace is extended. It's very important that you pray for President Trump, but at what time he is gone, then we will go into our captivity. Captivity? What, what do you think it happened? Okay, so Russia attacks and hits us with nuclear bombs all over the, the nation. I mean, not just talking about suitcase nuclear bombs. We're talking about bombs from submarines that one bomb takes out a whole city. What do you think it happened? Well, it's just not going to walk away. There's a lot of wealth here, and they're going to walk in, and we are going to be captives. So what, what is all this saying? It's saying, brothers and sisters, A, we better make certain that we have a prayer closet. We better make certain that we've asked Jesus into our heart. And by the way, it's not hard. Matter of fact, let me just pray the prayer. If you aren't certain you're saved, if you want to make certain you're saved, or if you have never asked Jesus in your heart, pray this prayer with me. It's real short. It's real simple. Dear Heavenly Father, say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit I'm a sinner, and I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, died on the cross, arose three days later. I receive his blood to wash my sins away, to write my name in the book of life, to keep me holy, and to save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you need to go tell someone with your mouth out loud that you have made Jesus your Lord, because Matthew 10, 32 and 10, 33 says, Whosoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father which is in heaven. Whosoever denies me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. So it's very important to go tell someone that you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior. And all you have to say is, I've accepted Jesus. Which, by the way, if you have, it'd be really nice if you would send me an email at askstan at prophecyclub.com. Askstan at prophecyclub.com. So anyway, I'm about to be sending my book off to the publisher And it's going to cost about $7,000 for my book to be printed and about the same amount for Leslie's book. We also need $5,000 down. The Hyatt is calling and asking for $5,000 down for us to hold a sevenfold miracle crusades. So if God has blessed you and you can help us with some of those expenses, now would be a really, really good time. Also recommend you get my book. I'm talking about The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Because the new book, Miss the Mark, is probably going to be arriving here in the next three to four weeks. Again, depending upon us getting the money to print it and everything. But uh, and that's very, very different. We'll talk about that here in another week or so. If you can help, that would be very nice. Lord, bless those people that listen and bless those people that help. In Jesus' name, amen. We have confirmed that Andre Bronkhorst will be giving personal prophecies at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade, April 8 to 12, 2020. Leslie and I have received over 100 prophecies, but we both agree this man has given us the most accurate, precise prophecy in our life. Finding someone who can hear the voice of God this accurately is a special blessing. Knowing what God would say to you is priceless. Matter of fact, this may be one of the most important few minutes of your life. Here's the problem. We're expecting from 400 to 500 people at the crusade. In speaking with Andre, we estimate he can get to about 200 people. So now what? He's going to give personal prophecies on a first register 
first given basis. So the first 200 to register are probably going to get a prophecy. So you want to register early to assure your opportunity to get a personal prophecy to hear from God through Andre Bronkhorst of South Africa. If you need to hear from God, register today at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. One more time, sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 The secret door to understand Bible prophecy at prophecyclub.com. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store. Prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gift of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. <laughs>